Come on, you keep better. Are you ready for Shantae? Break down, baby. Who the hell is this? Alan, Alan, you have been described by your enemies as evil, insane, manipulative. Who are you? To examine it would be to, like, demystify it. And you all get a ticket with a tasty group, okay? Wow. Definitely makes me cringe. Very, very, very painful. One, two, three, kick it. Kick it. Come on. God damn it. Put you one time kick it. What the f***? You're disgusting. It's showtime. It's the Alan Cox Show on 100.7. You ignorant trick bastard. WMMS. What's going on, everybody? Good afternoon. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Greetings and all that. And a hearty handshake and a fist bump and a high five. And whatever your preferred form of physical greeting is. Might be a might be a nut punch. I don't know. I'll leave that to you. Uh, welcome. My name is Alan Cox. Thanks for showing up. Say hello to Bill Squire right over there. Hey, everybody. Voted Cleveland's Funniest comedian by the readers of Cleveland Scene Magazine. Why am I the only person clapping? Uh, by the readers I, of Cleveland Scene myself? Magazine. Or should I bow? Should I bow? I don't know. A curtsy would be yes. a, oh, curtsy. appropriate. The, a curtsy? He already took the earring out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it is. It's been an honor. It's been pretty cool. You guys know how I'm like like awards guy. Like oh, guy you of, love awards. I love awards. awards. Shows. I'm all about awards, award shows, everything like that. But it is really cool. And, you know, I think. A lot of our listeners, to you know, they, they're the ones that voted for me, and all the fake accounts that I created to vote for myself. <laughs> and I'm really proud that we were able to work together and make this happen. Our girl Mary Santora won Best Female Yay. Comedian. Yeah, that's Mary. Mary Santora. Yeah, she's from in Phoenix, uh, Atlanta right now. Yeah, doing things down there. So good for her. Yeah. Beautiful. Proud of her. She's awesome. Down in the dirty, dirty. Right. It's amazing what your comedy acts have. Uh, done for you, Bill. I'm, you know, I'm keeping keeping it real, you know. I, I do comedy acts because I love it. He has kept his comedy acts sharp and he swings it far and wide. <laughs> uh, there's Erica Lauren right there. Hey, pageant wave, everybody. You're like a baseball jersey or something. I got my squad shirt on. Okay. I don't know if, well, the Indians are playing today, so. I understand. I didn't, I'm not going to the game today, I'm going Friday, but I figured they're playing today. I gotcha. It's an early game tonight, so we're out at 6 again. Yeah. They play the Astro. They lost last night. but Yeah, it's a bummer. Whatever. And Pound Cake's back there behind the glass. Afternoon, white people. How you feeling, Pound Cake? I'm all right. You sure? Yeah. All right. Sometimes you come out of the gate. Sometimes you sound a bit more subdued. Yeah. Still the funniest on the show. Yes. If only they had a subcategory. Because right. WMMS won the voter poll for best radio station. Mm-hmm. They referred to me as a local comedian, which I thought was odd, but I appreciate it, but I certainly would not uh, currently fall into that category. But um, if they only they had a subcategory for funniest person on the show, obviously Pound Cake could win by a country mile. And we so. could always do that poll ourselves. We could- well, but we already did the poll. It was unofficial. The audience did it for us. Okay. You're the smartest. We took that test. Yes. Um, and now, according to uh, Cleveland Scene, 
the funniest comedian in the whole city. That's right. There's a lot of com. See, to be the funniest in this show, it's only you against three people. You get a 25% chance. <laughs> well, in that contest, it was me against two people. So, because there's only two other people nominated, <laughs> it was Zachariah and Ramon. So, whoever right. wins that, I'm totally fine with it. Mm-hmm. But I beat them because I'm better than them. Now, did Zachariah <laughs> and Ramon both call you to give concession speeches? Uh, Zachariah did. I don't know if Ramon is even aware because he's probably in LA, not. So yeah, he's out he's there. Probably not all that worried about he's it. He's just fine. I like the part where. Um, um, uh, like you're mentioned, and he and and it says in parentheses, is he still doing that weird earring gag <laughs> in the WMMS right. like winning thing? <laughs> it's done. Yes, I'm so happy it's done. Here, um, uh, let me read you what they wrote um, because it was very complimentary. Um, maybe you catch him at his weekly hilario at Barrio Monday nights in Lakewood. Plug inside. Maybe you tune in for the Alan Cox Show, afternoons 3 to 7 on MMS. But however you seek him out, just know that you've done good. We really got into Bill Squire with 2012's Just Say Your Jokes. And he's honed his chops even sharper since then. Who wrote this? This is like an advertisement for you. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. great, but did they have to do some digging? Was this a fan who wrote this up? I don't know how they do this. I know they take the votes from people, but then when they arrive at at an audience-chosen winner... Does somebody go, hey, I know, Bill, let me write this up? Well, if Is it's, it Vince? Who, who picks the people it, over it's there? It's either Vince. But, I mean, I've, I've done interviews and in, in worked with Cleveland Scene a bunch of times over the years, so they're pretty familiar with me over there. Okay. So I would imagine there's a lot of people that contribute to this. Yeah, so I, I think it's pretty easy for them to be like, hey, who wants to write up? Do a write up on Bill. Okay. Who, who who knows him? Who knows how to chop something together? So that's what I would think. His Perfect Ten series and stand and deliver videos showcase the wide variety of chords he can hit. And his shows in Cleveland and elsewhere are proving grounds for both him and the younger comics he's happily spotlighting. Also, we'd be remiss if we didn't point out Squire's deft wordplay. On the Alan Cox Show, which quietly steals the show most days. Oh. oh. Have you ever had the word deft? And they said honed. Applied to That's you. a good one, too. Yeah. Well, I assume he's used honed before. Honed your craft. Honed. Honed. Yeah, I don't think I don't think deft. I might might just use this as my bio from now on. Because I was going to say you should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Very complimentary. Well, which I imagine it would be. Yeah, I imagine we'd they, be like, they'd we be can't like, believe he's won. <laughs> we didn't want him to win, but apparently you guys like him. So enjoy <laughs> Bill Squire, everyone. No, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's it's. I'm very honored to to have this uh, title of. Was it Ohio's greatest comedian of all time? Best male comedian in Cleveland scenes. Best of Cleveland, which the greatest. I, 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 it's so my, basically greatest comedian of all time. Yes, right. it's my understanding that they still only do this once a year, but it feels like they do this every couple well, of months. Well, you also have the best of Cleveland for Cleveland Magazine. No, I know, so. but between the two of them, I feel like we're doing one of these every three months, but I guess yeah. they each only do it once a year. Well, mm-hmm. maybe you are doing it every three months because I think the voting period is like. A couple of months or something. So, yeah, it was long. And there's two of them running. So if you're not voting for one, you're voting for the other. Then you're getting the results of one, the results of another. And then the party, and then and yeah. it all starts over again. Right. Yeah, the party. Right. Uh, another shout out. Best gift shop in Cleveland went to Salty Not Sweet. Oh, there you nice. go. And best radio show went to 
Rover's Morning Glory. Rover's Morning yes. Glory. <laughs> hey, why not, man? You've won, won, won in the past, though. Sure, of course. But, I mean, there's, you know, it's usually him or me. So right. apologies to every other show in Cleveland. Uh, you know, I voted for Rodiga because that's just how I roll. But, you know, Would've what am nice I going to do? To have the, the hat trick of best comedian best radio show and best radio station that would have been cool i don't like to be greedy i'm part of wmms although the show will be a mere footnote in its overall history uh, i'm happy to be here uh, i'm glad when the station wins that's good tell you what i was a little surprised that erica in the morning did not take best radio on 99x show. yes very disappointed again they need more subcategories they need best radio show that you need to have tinfoil on your hat to hear i'd win erica, it every time erica in the morning everybody what's going on stick around for shroom or whoever's no, on it. Where is it? Uh, some guy no, named Shroom. It's like 21 Pilots on repeat. Oh, hey, man, I'm Klinger. We got all these like disembodied voices on the weekends on this radio station. Oh, you yeah. You ever listen to MMS on the weekends? Oh, yes. Oh, man, I don't know who these people are. I've gone down that rabbit hole a few oh, times. Hey, man, hey, man, I'm a, I'm a flea. Like, what? Who? <laughs> are people still doing that? Is it 1992 already? People are using one-word names? It's bug in the afternoon. Hey, man, what's going on? It's diesel. What? Okay. Cool. <laughs> Who won best DJ? EV won best DJ. See, I thought Mattitude might win, but I don't even know if he was nominated I don't think he was in it. that ca- category. All right. EV. Technically, EV is now international. Yes. So... He's got to move Perhaps up. in the future he may be disqualified. Okay. Who knows? All right. It says he helped launch the careers of Chip the Ripper and Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. Him I thought MGK kind of did his own thing. And- uh, Eric or EV has been a big supporter of MGK since the very beginning, and he's produced for him. He's, uh, he's always a part of that um, EST fest. So, yeah, they're very good friends, and they support right. each other, and well, I call him, them. I call him DJV. I know he hates that, but I like calling him DJV. <laughs> well, he doesn't even go by DJ Evie anymore. It's just Evie. Well, I call him Ev then. <laughs> um, and I hope he tours with Puss Hat, because I, I really want to see that, and I will, uh, I will enjoy that a great deal. I told so. him, because I got married, and my new last name starts with a V, and now mm-hmm. I'm EV. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm taking it from you. I'm going to trademark it before you can. He's like, you bitch. Did Wait, you get, he didn't trademark? I'm sure he did. Oh, yeah. Did you get that all taken care of? Is it on your license and stuff no, now? No, I thought, I thought you were doing that. Yep. Uh, there were some loopholes I did not anticipate. Loopholes you mean hurdles? Hurdles. Yeah, some hurdles. Mm-hmm. Loopholes make things easier. That's all right. She had the typhoon fever. That's why she was a little bit out of it. <laughs> this <She> week, <laughs> I swear. The loopholes. I was just talking to someone earlier. Loopholes are a good thing. Hurdles are not. I said this exact quote to someone in the office today. I said, um, yeah, it's the squeaky wheel that gets greased by niceness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, like, How? I'm like, why did that just come out of my mouth? What hey, is the phrase? You're, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. There it is. Whoever makes gets a lot of noise oil, gets yeah. what they want. Gets yeah. greased by niceness. Yeah. Hey, listen, getting greased by anything is good, so... Well, whatever. You're just adding more things to something that's, you know. I don't know. You made it your own. <laughs> yep. You put that Erica Lauren love stamp on it. <laughs> hey, a bird in the hand is worth two that I got to get out of my bathroom because I left the window open and they flew into my shower. <laughs> my grandma used to say that all the time. All right, good. Uh, let me break here. Uh, this week's iHeart deal is all sold out. It's uh, half off uh, $100 to Dino Palmieri Salon, but I will get you one of those. $100 gift card to get your hair did over there or whatever else. 
Uh, if you want to join us today, 216-578-1007 or 800-348-1007. And you can text SEND35192. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Just in time for your afternoon nap. Now back to the Alan Cox Show on 100.7 WMMS. Three five one nine two. If you want to text and uh, alancoxshow.com for everything else. I know we were having an issue with the podcast page earlier this morning, so I am looking into that, and we're going to try to get that scored away. I'm not sure what's going on, but something's not uh, directing properly, so podcast-only listeners were uh, freaking out on me this morning, and rightfully so, frankly. If that's how you listen, that's how you listen. Uh, also at alancockshow.com, we always have video clips of each day's show. Uh, yesterday we were talking about swearing at your boss being um, constitutionally protected. A little bit from new boom arm day. <laughs> we were... Very excited to have the new uh, mic uh, arms put in here. And um, Erica was more excited than others. She, her, um, right. She was definitely Her reaction working. was the one that you want to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And a very quick uh, bit of a Twitter video I posted there for you of a couple trying to do their prom reveal. Did you watch that? Yes, I did. Did you watch it a hundred times like it's I did? great. It's awesome. You know, the kids, they come down at prom now, and they get to the top of the stairs at their house, and mom's at the bottom waiting to take a photo, and, you know, it's mercifully short, but uh, didn't exactly go the way that they had hoped. Uh, Cavaliers are resting until they figure out who they're going to be playing on Monday night for round two of the NBA playoffs. Tomorrow night, we will find out who that's going to be. That'll be game five between the Bucks and the Raptors. Uh, Raptors are ahead by one game, so they can close it up tomorrow night. And you can get tickets to Monday night's playoff game at the Q, uh, courtesy of WMMS. You go to WMMS.com. You'll have until Monday morning, and then we will give away a pair and put you at the Q Monday night. So the Thunder are out, the Clippers are out, and the Grizzlies are out. Mm. The Clippers aren't out yet. They're, they're down 3-2, to two, I believe. They're down 3-2? Okay. Yeah. Bulls and Celtics, that's and tonight, Game 5. Grizzlies are down 3-2 as well. Oh, they are. So the well, why only... am I? I'm, I suck at math. I, I keep thinking these are 5, not 7. Well, that's, that's why, why it screwed me Well, that's what it used to be, up. yeah. Right. The first round is 4 games now, or best of 7. Best of 7, right. It used to be best of 5. But the Thunder are out. The Thunder are out. Yeah. The uh, Trailblazers are out. And who do we play? The Pacers. Pacers. That's Those are all the teams. Those are all the games that are decided so Bulls Celtics will decide tonight, and Hawks Wizards will decide tonight too. Well, no, because they're two to two. Okay, so well, forget I. You know what? Alan <laughs> Cox shows sports. Sometimes we get it right. No, I never get it right. <laughs> Did you see the video of the Cavs practicing though? Uh uh-uh. uh The Cavs tweeted out, and I just saw they posted it on Instagram. Um, they said no off days, and it's all the guys doing like these stair climber exercises, and some of them are shirtless, and it's awesome. Oh my god! I, I knew that they weren't going to be sitting around eating Cheetos, but still. No, but these guys are busting their asses. All right, well there you go. Good. There's the Alan Cox Show sports update for you. All the sh- uh, games I mentioned that were decided, not decided yet. So, hey, I want to talk about this stuff because I'm a casual fan, but every time I do, I screw it up. So, and people get all mad. LeBron's looking Whatever. good. LeBron, did you call him LeBron? That's no, racist. I said LeBron. Erica. You called him LeBron. No, I didn't. You said, "What can LeBron do for you?" <laughs> no, I didn't. I said LeBron. Yeah, right. I want to get one of those 
uh, machines that they're the stair using. Climber stair climber things? Well, it's, it's not even like a stair climber. It's like a... It's called a vera climber. Jacob's ladder kind of thing Vasa. where you're working Versa. your whole body. So instead of just doing lower body, you're working your back and your shoulders and your arms. So it's a, it does it's look kind of funny to exercise. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> They're like, Especially when Tristan, they go to Tristan Thompson <laughs> and he's just like going ham. He's just like, bow, 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 bow. well, he's singing to whatever rap song is playing. Yeah. So he's like rapping while he's doing it. And he just looks like a he just looks like a giant on this thing. Everybody else is kind of like doing a fluid motion. He's just so gangly that he just looks kind of crazy. Well, because he's got that lady ass too. Yeah, Tristan so Thompson. Yeah, yeah sure. he does that have lady, lady butt. ass. Yeah. He does. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Good for them. That's one of those things that you can buy off television, and you know it's crazy expensive because you have to send for the DVD. That's how you know something's really expensive because <laughs> otherwise they would just go four easy payments of twenty bucks. You know, something like that. They're like. You know, if you want the Vera Climber in your home. Versa Climber, I think. Whatever it is. Yeah, but I'm it's still, you know, it's like 19 easy payments of $600 a month. <laughs> the payments are so easy. Right. Call about financing. That's how you need. If you're going to spend that much money on something that you know you'll use four times, you might want to rethink it. Yeah. Ooh, this would look great with my uh, clothes hangers on it in the basement. What's the Mitch Hedberg joke? It's four easy payments and one hard one. One, one real difficult. <laughs> one real difficult. A balloon payment at the yeah. end. Where's the? Where are the Cleveland Clinic courts? Is that in Independence? Yeah, it's like it's right, right down here. Yeah. yeah. Hi guys. Well, maybe you should uh, stick your head in down there, Erica. You can see these guys all shirtless and greased up. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Get a All press right. pass and go and, and check it out. Yep. I don't think they're going to give me a press pass because they would see me being a creep from a mile away. No, if you, I mean, press your boobies up against the <laughs> yeah. window. There's your press pass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can appreciate what's going on there. The you press know? ham pass. <laughs> I'm a big sports fan. I love basketball. love the sport. But it also helps that we have a lot of attractive players. <laughs> Oh, looking at my show calendar, Bob Marley is in tomorrow, and he's one of my favorite, favorite people who comes by. Comedian Bob Marley, because he just tells all these stories about growing up in Maine and the accent. I just cry the whole time. So I'm so excited that he's coming back. He's at Hilarities all weekend. He is great. So funny. Hey, by the way, since we're giving, we shouldn't just give shout-outs to ourselves. We should give credit where credit is due. And this Cleveland scene, Best of Cleveland, to our brothers and sisters in broadcasting, that WRUW won Best College Station. I listen to them. I like that station. It's Case Western. And I okay. listen to them a lot. And they do very good work. They're students. They're just kind of learning how to do things. And uh, they got the nod for Best College Station. So props to them. I would also like to give props to um, the best drag queen, Aurora Thunder. Congratulations. Right. Congratulations. Out there working it. I would also like to give best, uh, I would like to give props to the best props. What? Oh. (laughs) It's a company that does set design. Um, Anywho, did ZIP ever win best college radio station pound cake when DJ Cobra was running the show down there? I don't think in Cleveland scene, but we just had the highest ratings of any college college station in the country, not just Northeast Ohio. In the country. It is a pretty popular station because that's what my kids would listen to when we were in Akron. Like when we were when we lived in Cuyahoga Falls and we lived in uh, Medina, that was like the cool station to listen it, to. I mean, it, it's a top like high yeah. school kids and like uh, middle school kids. It's a top forty station, so we're competing with Kiss FM and Q ninety two and all the other like 
top 40 format stations and it's even better because we didn't play commercials so which one would you pick the world's so i'm at their website the world's number one student run college radio station that's pretty cool see when i was uh, when i was in college i did a semester of college radio and um you know, we didn't have websites or anything. Now you can go and you see all the air talent yeah. on the station. We even have like an app. I'm sure my interviews are still on there from when I like. Oh, did please those. tell me where to find those. Just click probably in interviews. It's probably in there somewhere. Well, what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into the search bar and put DJ Cobra and see what comes up. The number one college radio station at the twelfth hundred best college. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing comes up under DJ Cobra. I they, don't. They do Saturday Polka. Oh, well, that's why you're the number one rated. All those Polka listeners want that. That is one of our highest rated programs. Of course. As well. Can I listen live on here? Can I hear yes. you guys? Where? There's, there should be a tab down at the bottom. I haven't been to that website in so long, but there's like a listen live button. That's where you want your listen live button at the bottom of the website. I didn't design the website. Yeah. But it's, it's there. <laughs> and mm. they, we have a live stream with tweets, and it's just like how we can tweet out anything while we're on the show. We can... <sighs> I miss those days. Do you? Mm-hmm. Why? You're doing commercial fun. radio now. I know. It was just fun. I miss those days. So I, I, miss, do, I, miss I do those not days. miss my college radio station at why, all. Why would you? <laughs> it was so here much we go. fun. Listen live. Let's see what they're doing live over at ZIP here. Hold on. Probably just music. Little weekend. Okay, so yeah, you're competing with like Kiss FM, something yeah, like that. And yeah, and we, we used to have a webcam in there as well, but until people started being like freaks, like just like how we used to have a webcam here. We had a webcam in that studio as well, but I guess like as like a prank, some frat bros, we had like girl jocks in there and we were like while they were doing their show, frat bros would call in and they could see it live and they're like, hey, can you like wiggle your toes for me? Or like, so so <laughs> oh, it, it just frat got bros. Yeah. So it just got real creepy because they, they would do it as like their, what is it? Their initiation or whatever or whatever they do. Alan, your show is the only time of day that I'm not listening to WRUW. They do good work. Some guy does a metal show over there. And I know every college station does a metal show, but I've clicked. When I first came to Cleveland, the first thing I do is I kind of click around and see what they're doing on college radio. Um, and uh, there's, a, there's a few good ones in Cleveland. I remember I was always jealous of all the other college radio stations that actually had airwaves, like that they were over the terrestrial radio. We oh, were, that's what we were. We I were mean, just online. Yeah, I don't know anything about that's that. It. We were on the air. Yeah, yeah. Like Kent is Black Squirrel Radio, and that's it's all just online. online. Yeah, actually, that was like. The, oh, is it just online? Yeah, that was the determining factor of me going to Akron or Kent. I was like, which one can I get actual airtime? Yeah, with? that's smart. And because that if you're on a Akron. terrestrial station, I mean, people can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, people could accidentally find you, not even know you're a college radio station. And just well, that's enjoy the, the station. That's the thing. Um, we we actually had FCC regulations there, so it's not a toy. So you're actually learning the tools that you're going to use in commercial radio because yeah. we couldn't just say. And if anything, our rules were stricter because we we you know we didn't do commercials. We did underwriting. So there's a different type of license involved with that. So, well, yeah, if you're doing online only, I mean, you still want to learn the mechanics because those people are, I assume, some of them want to transition to terrestrial radio. Yeah. But there's really no rules. I mean, if you're online, it's not like you, if you don't want to make it a career, you can just dick around for an hour a day. But they, you know? because we were a college radio station, they made you adhere to the FCC rules and whatever. Well, I'm that's like, good training. Nobody's listening right now. And it was the saddest thing ever. I'm like, hey, I've got tickets to the, uh, uh, the football game on Friday. Call in to win. And I'd keep doing that. I'd do the same promo all show, and there'd be no one 
not one phone call ever. This was Columbia or ISU? This was ISU. I didn't well, do the radio station at Columbia because I, I didn't have time in my schedule. I was going to say, at least if you're out in the middle of nowhere like Illinois State is, you might have some people. I mean, if you're no on a, one. if you're on a college radio station in a major city, really nobody's listening to you because they don't have to. Right. There's 50 you know sticks around you and you're on a five watt and they're pumping it into the cafeteria. But I mean, the thing was, is like, if you're only online, who's going to listen to that? Not people that live in the town because no, no, they have other radio who, stations to listen it's to. It's people who find you from Germany. Oh, yeah. It was always like I really random. like your show. It was always You should play random. more Kraftwerk. Yeah. Nobody listened, though. No, not a soul. That's at where my uh, uh, Stinkenhosen, my um, German Krautrock band, we get played all the time overseas. Oh, on really? College internet radio. You play stadiums <laughs> out there probably when you tour, No, no, right? nothing like that. Oh. No, they still hate us. But if they need like a two or three minute buffer, they'll throw some Stinkenhosen <laughs> on. Sure. Um, all right, let me try to get you some money here. We're doing our $1,000 bribe, which is a keyword for you at the bottom of the hour that could get you some money. Good luck. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word money to 200-200. You'll receive a confirmation text. Standard message and data rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Good luck from WMMS. You know, there are high school stations that have radio, st- or high schools rather, that have radio stations too. Streetsboro High School, I think, has a radio station. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I was over at 19 yesterday shooting something and they had a high school student um, like kind of job shadowing. And she's like, yeah, it's actually a program that you can do where you don't have to attend like the last couple months of school. You just do this. You just go. Oh, yeah, that's pretty common. Yeah. yeah, I never had that in high school. In college, I got to do that, but not in high school. <laughs> right. It's over at 19. Well, I was going to job shadow when I was in college, but then I, it didn't seem to make sense to me because if you have to stay behind them the whole time, like, how am I going to get any face-to-face time, right? <laughs> you know? So it just didn't make sense to me. And I wasn't that tall, so. No, at my high school, they did that. I didn't have good enough grades to do that because I had, uh, like, incomplete work. Uh, so I wasn't eligible, but there was a, pretty much every other kid got to go and do it, and then they just put me in, like, the three other screw-off kids that weren't going to graduate on time in a room and said, Try and get your work done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to put we the, the, yeah. hey, the breakfast club is going to sit in here, and you guys will try to get something going, basically. Hey, yeah, this girl's like, yeah, I don't have to go back until we graduate at the end of May. She's like, I'll probably go back for prom. But you know what we did the next year is my buddy was graduating, and he shadowed me, and I didn't have... <laughs> I was I think I was working for my dad at the time, or like just part-time at... I think I was maybe delivering pizza. So we'd just go and screw around and do whatever we wanted. He job shadowed you delivering pizza? Yeah, because he, oh, he just wow. didn't want to go to school. So Yeah, but don't they have to like... I learned a lot about not I getting filled, tipped. I filled out all the paperwork that I had to fill out. Yeah, but what? <laughs> wouldn't they want you to shadow somebody that has like a, like a uh, career or like a trade? Well, th- delivering pizzas is very... Uh, it's it's, it's think, life-threatening work. But I it's not a did trade. It, I think we did it through... My dad's company, so it looked um, like he was learning how to lay brick and stuff like that, but we were really just goofing around. Gotcha. Scamming the system. Wow, look at you. <laughs> That's pretty sweet, actually. Yeah. Let me get that option when I was in high school. Oh, well. I thought of Erica when I saw this. Bachelor Nation has got to be in mourning because Chris Souls apparently killed a guy. Yeah. I don't know if the, if he was drunk. I'm assuming he was drunk. No. Or, was he texting? He was not drunk. It was a freak accident, they said. He rear-ended a tractor 
and the guy on the tractor died. Yeah. How does that happen well, if you're not drunk? they tested his blood alcohol level. He was not drinking. Really? No. All right. Chris Souls was the guy who was on a few years ago. He's a good-looking dude, but he was a real... He was kind of a rube. He was yeah. from, like, the middle of nowhere in Iowa, and he's trying to get this girl from Chicago to move there. And that's why when he got down to the last two girls, because that was probably the last full season I watched of The Bachelor. And he's trying to get these two girls, and, you know, he's like, well, I kind of want a girl to come home with me. And they get there, and they're like, Jesus, I'm in the middle of a cornfield here. He's a good-looking farm boy, but yeah, they arrested him in Iowa because he he rear-ended a tractor, killed a guy, and he split. He left the scene of a fatal accident. He did call nine one one, but then he left. He can't. He checked the guy's pulse. Someone gave him CPR, and then I guess I don't know what happened, but he left the scene, and they arrested him. But if you weren't drunk, why would you leave? Being, I don't know. You're traumatized. I don't know. I don't know. I ch- hey, I checked the guy's pulse, but I got a pizza I got to pick up, so I got to get out of here. I could imagine, though, if I was in some type of accident where I was at fault and the other person died, and I saw them laying in the ditch bleeding from the mouth, which is what he described on the 911 call, I probably would be in a very uh, crazed, erratic state. But I don't think you'd leave. Yeah, I don't think you'd leave, It just though. makes it worse from the jump. Yeah, I, I personally don't think I would leave, but... I- I would imagine that somebody would be very overwhelmed and could potentially do something like that. I don't think maybe this you guy's, hold the guy's hand or something. I don't think this guy's going to end up actually being in a whole lot of trouble because his own the guy the victim his own family was like freak accident. We don't blame Chris. We know he oh, feels bad. Oh really? Yeah. But, oh, I thought for sure he was drunk. Yeah, because that's the only reason I think that you'd leave the scene is because you're trying to create an alibi or sober up before you have to. You said you didn't, you know, test positive for alcohol but when did they finally test him could be it's just that he called 911 so usually yeah. if you're trying to conceal that you've been drinking or you you're trying to come up with an alibi you would you wouldn't call 911 first That's you would true. you would just escape and then just deal with whatever happens after hey that. i've not been drinking but this guy hit my car and the tractor <laughs> hey i'm just in a truck but i hit a tractor and i think this guy's dead anyway i gotta go i was out the bachelor <laughs> hey john hey what's up uh alan hi hey i um not to like switch topics or anything but like there was just a big report that like espn just like laid off like a hundred people and i'm just kind of curious like is iHeartRadio or any of them like connected? And like, does that? Do you guys ever worry about stuff like that in your future of like where radio might go? I, mean, I listen to you guys on radio. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're if shows. if you're in any area of broadcasting, there's no job security. I mean, you basically hope that you keep your ratings up. And but yeah, the thing with the SPN is Disney owns them. Not only a hundred people, a hundred on-air people. Yeah. So it's not like they're getting rid of secretaries. I didn't realize they had a hundred on-air people in total. But they're getting. I, I was just because they're paying people too much. Like no, it's because yes, it's because more people. ESPN has had a real hard time bleeding audience from television, and because people watch on the app and on your phone, and you can't you can't support high priced talent with Bitcoin. You're not going to cut big checks based off your digital revenue. So they're like, we need to pare this thing way down. So they're going through. I was looking at a running total of the people they're getting rid of. They're getting rid of. A guy that, I mean, a lot of them, they have reporters for specific teams, and Robin Lundberg and Ashley Fox and Calvin Watkins, these guys that used to be on teams, uh, they're getting rid of their Chicago columnist, and they're getting rid of Trent Dilfer, 
and Big Ten reporters and Jason Stark, who has been writing for uh, 17 years, 100 people on the air. So it's just, it's you know, nobody in this business has got any kind of job security, and the technology is always changing, and that's why you got to cobble together a million things. Yeah. That's why I do two shows a day. Erica does five. It's, you know, you got to put three. Like standy, standy up. What? Build a standy up. I was going to say comedy yeah. acts, but then it became stand up. Right. Uh, That's when he does his throwback sets. It's that was called, my deft wordplay right there. there. There you go. Ye old standy up is what he calls it. U-P-P-E. All right. And on that note, uh, I'll take a break. I'll have rancid tickets for you later on. They're coming through this summer with uh, Bouncing Souls and Dropkick Murphys, and that'll be a nice show. 35192 if you want to text. The Alan Cox Show on 100.7 WMMS, an iHeartRadio station. From the Final Touch Construction Studios, it's the Alan Cox Show on 100.7 WMMS, an iHeartRadio station. Three five one nine two. You want to text? You can of course listen on the iHeartRadio app. I was catching up with a friend of mine who lives in Seattle, and she's like, "I wish I could hear your show." I'm like you can. You don't have to miss anything, man. We have people who listen on the iHeartRadio app all the time. That's why we have all those bureau chiefs. We have hundreds of people on that map from around the country and around the world who listen on uh, the app. There are stations from all over the country on there, and there's millions of songs, and there's thousands of artists in there and you create your own channels and sure we've got our own for this but you could create whatever you want and if like 150 million people could go ahead and sign up for the premium service <laughs> to kind of help with that debt that'd be cool yeah well just wanted to help out that way <laughs> what are you gonna do we have 150 million listeners sure worldwide like yeah it. there's 150 million people on the app yeah. like the number one app now we just need to Make money off it. Well, that's the thing, though, too, is I kind of assume, I, I'm always a little surprised when people aren't familiar with the app, because I guess we talk about it so much that I assume that they know, so I'm telling my friend, I'm like, oh yeah, I heard radio app. So it's the easiest thing to use, whether you want to put your own music together, or you want to listen to radio, or whatever, you can download it. Maybe you're one of those people who does not have it on your phone, or your tablet, or laptop, or whatever. You can go to uh, iHeartRadio.com, or you can go to the App Store, or whatever, and you'll be able to find it. Uh, Indians tonight, early game, second of three against the Houston Astros. They lost 4-2 last night. Uh, 6-10 tonight is the first pitch at at, uh, Progressive Field. So we will roll around 6 o'clock. And uh, if you need some navy and red gear, you can go to CLE Clothing Company. You know, so you're not showing up at a game in your work shirt or whatever. Uh, You can... uh, Get your swag there. Use the promo code BALLS, by the way. A couple of days left on that because we'll switch it up for May. But you want to use the promo code BALLS, that'll save you 20%. Another, you do it online or do it in the store, either way. Another Cleveland scene best of winner. CLE Clothing Company. Yes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. For best... T-shirt company? Okay. Know, clothing company? Something like well, that. Well, and, and frankly, there's a lot of competition in Cleveland for that, too. Oh, yeah, so it's not sure. like Yeah. There's more than three of those. like stiff competition, right? I mean, between them and Fresh Brewed Teas and Homage. I guess Homage isn't based here, but they have a, a good shop. Where there. are they? Columbus? Is they're Columbus, yeah. but they have one in Crocker Park. Mm-hmm. And then uh, who else is there? There's GV Art. There's I'll gi- guys. I will give it up, man. I have never lived in a city that had as many goddamn... We love this city t-shirt shops as Cleveland. 
Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but people buy them. They do. It's, a lot of successful ones. It's like we're our own tourists. <laughs> you know, it's like the iHeart New York, which tourists would buy. We just buy our own shirts. Like, yeah, we like Cleveland. If you don't like it, who cares? Sure. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll wear our own shirts. And I do wear so many of those shirts. Like, every single day I have a different, like, Cleveland shirt. I was just looking at in my point. closet. Like, I was going through my T-shirts and stuff and trying to get rid of a bunch of clothes. I can't. I must have 30 really? Cleveland-centric T-shirts. I think I have three. Well, the one time we got that big gift basket from Cleveland Clothing Company. So I still have all those T-shirts, which were, like, I don't know, seven of them. And then every time there's, like... Cavs are in the finals. Cavs are in the playoffs. Cavs are in the whatever. They win the championship. Uh, I have the Indians uh, World Series shirt. I've got, you know, it's like something for every occasion. Wait, do you have an Indians World Series? Like when they send them to Africa? Like the losing team? One of those? <laughs> no, oh. no, like the, what, what is it? The post postseason. Oh, like the ALCS or whatever. The, yeah, you know. but ALCS and like they're going champions. to the World Series. Yeah, mm, that's that what it is. The ALCS champions. Shirt. I was thinking about all the countries that get the losing teams shirts. It would be like Bizarro World in that African country where you're walking around like, you know, Cleveland Browns Super Bowl. Cha- and that's not even possible though because yeah, they, were never they haven't even, been to the right. game. <laughs> but I mean, like whoever lost this last year, who was it that lost? It got smacked. The Atlanta, Atlanta. Falcons. Yeah. So you got all these kids in you know Swaziland or whatever wearing Atlanta Falcons. Super Bowl winners, and it would be really weird because every one of these countries is wearing shirts of things that never happened. Yeah. Events that didn't take place. (laughs) Yeah, but they're also not familiar with it as anything at all, so they don't even know what it's for. They're just like, I don't know. They don't don't, care. They're clothed. speak English. Right. Thank you. It's a shirt. It's fine. I only find myself wearing the Cleveland t-shirts I have when I'm traveling. I don't really wear them here. It, to me, it feels like wearing the shirt of the band you're going to see. Yeah. Which is a good idea, because then the band knows you're a huge fan. I think my presence denotes that, that I paid to go see them. Yeah, but you then know? you can be kind of standoffish, and you're like, oh, maybe I got this ticket for free, or I'm here with a friend. If you wear the shirt of the band you're going to see, people are like, respect. The band some people, especially. Well, some people try to fudge that, where they'll wear a real old shirt of the band they're going to see, like I'm OG, you know? But I think that's... That's hey, weak sauce, too. When I see people showing up in Bill Squire, if you don't know, now you know fella shirts, or the Cake Guardian one that I did a few years ago, or he was funnier when he was fat, I always get excited. Hmm. I'm always like, hey, that's cool. I've always just dressed like a skank to concerts. It's worked out pretty well. A skank. I mean, right. that's what I do, too, but <laughs> I get all skanked up. The bands <laughs> typically like that. Yeah, they like when uh, you dress up like a skank. Sure. Yeah. I just like flop it over and then like try to wake it up. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Who's the skank out there? Uh, Derek Jeter and Jeb Bush are buying the Miami Marlins for $1.3 billion. Jeb Bush? Jeb Bush. Well, his brother owned the Houston Astros for a while. George, the Rangers. I'm sorry, Rangers. Yeah. Texas Rangers. Um, yeah, so W, you know, that was, the, that was the knock on him. He never wanted to be president. He wanted to be baseball commissioner. Um, so Jeb, you know, these guys really love baseball. <laughs> So they beat a couple of other investors, but they're the marquee names on this deal. Didn't he run for president? Jeb Bush, yeah. So he's like, hey, I didn't win the presidency, so I'll just own a team. Well, I'm going to go do what I really want to do. Yeah, right. Maybe. He was just trying to continue the legacy of his family. Yeah. You know, um, They beat out um, a group. It's, there's all pol- kinds of political stuff here, because those are the people that have all the money. That should tell you something right there, by the way. These rich uh, political dynasties. 
They beat out other groups, one of them led by one of Romney's kids, and one of them led by the Jared Kushner family. So there you go. Bush tried to buy the Marlins three years ago, and he tried again. So there you go. The guy who owns the Marlins paid $158 million for the team. So that's a pretty good return on investment in 15 years. That's amazing. Yeah. They are currently valued at $940 million, despite losing money and having the worst attendance in the league. That is... Now, I'm not a money guy. I'm not a math guy. I'm sure as balls, not a sports guy. But even to the casual observer, you got to go, how can you be a consistently losing franchise and be valued at a billion dollars? That should tell you that it really doesn't matter what your attendance is, what your... You know, you can be... An awful team, and somebody will give you a billion dollars yeah. for it. it. For the potential. Because it's a, it's a major league baseball team. There's a finite number of those, you know. Look at the Cubs. I mean, back when they were giving away Beanie Babies to get people to attend a game, um, they, th- I mean, there was, there were... They were still cashing in because it's a thing to do to just go see. Yeah, but I think of like a that, game. But that's like a legacy team. I right. you know those old teams that have been around forever. The Marlins have been around for like twenty years, yeah, maybe. Good I luck mean, finding someone that is a straight up Marlins fan. Exactly. Like you don't meet people that are like ah, I've been with the Marlins since the beginning, and I and I love them so much. They've won two World Series. In their existence, and early in their existence, like yeah, like yeah, uh, one wasn't even that long ago, and. Then like nobody cares. Like and even when they were going to the World Series, there's nobody there. Like Miami still didn't get behind them that much. Right. They're just like, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Because it's oh. just not a place where people go for sports. Because it's not even just. There's a lot of things to do. Yeah. There. There's so much to do in Florida and Miami in particular. Just not a sports town. Mm. But I think people will pay a ridiculous amount of money for one of those teams because it's the potential that they could. You well, know, I wonder how. Yeah. I wonder how many teams they looked at that were potentially on the block and thought the Marlins might be the easiest one to get. I mean, if you're Jeter, you probably want to hang out in Miami anyway. You know, uh. yeah. If there's one person in baseball that could bring a team's value up, it's Jeter because he has such a legacy in baseball. Plus, that really is the rich guy holy grail is owning a professional sports team. You know what I mean? Like, if I were a super rich guy, even if I really didn't care that much about. I would absolutely buy a sports team. Is Jeter tied down yet, or is he still out there? Uh, he's slaying? engaged, okay. yeah. Because that would have made sense if he's just going to, you know, different, just showing up at clubs and be like, hey, you want to go to sit in my box with me tomorrow? Yep. And uh, then I'll give you a little gift basket on your way out. It'll you be a good sit time. in my box, I'll yeah. sit in yours. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but if you're Jeb Bush, you got to be like, you know what? Thank God I didn't get any further than I did. In the run for the presidency. Who cares? He's probably so happy. Because he was what? Governor of Florida for a while? Yeah. Okay. I can't remember if he's a senator or what he was. But Yeah, you know. let's see. Let's weigh it out. Uh, have to deal with all of America's ridiculous problems or own a sports team. Well, you still got to deal with problems there. But, I mean, at least you're, you're going to have no shortage. Of, I mean, fans hate the owners anyway because they're always, no matter what they do, they always hate them because they're yeah. doing something wrong. But. And their um, new slogan is, please swing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hi, I'm Jeb Bush. Please swing. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. I remember when Ozzie Guillen left the White Sox to go skipper the Marlins, and I was pissed. I was like, what? The Marlins? Like, I know that's closer to your homeland, but give me a break, man. <laughs> Whatever. 
Please clap. Yes, thank you, Jeb. <laughs> you don't have to worry about uh, giving speeches at the Holocaust Memorial Museum. Did you watch Trump try to do this? I, I couldn't do it. I didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I don't want to laugh. For about For a it. guy who's got the best words, this guy, everything. You know, it's funny to me when everybody pissed and whined that Obama needed help, teleprompters, and when Trump was running, he was like a teleprompter. Is a, this guy has everything written down for him. When you see him speak, he's constantly looking down at the sheet he has in front of him. So he is completely unable to ad lib or. And I'm sure the people around him are like, do not deviate from what we have written because you are a dolt. We we wrote this specifically for you. So even when he's reading, he cannot get this down. Here's part of his speech for Holocaust Remembrance Day. That is why we are here today to remember and to bear witness, to make sure that humanity never, ever forgets. The Nazis massacred. The Nazis. So we never forget the Nazis. The Nazis? Come on! I thought those were the awards for the worst movies of the year, by the way. <laughs> I'm way off. Oh, those are the Razzies. I'm sorry. The Ratsies. They're going to start calling those the Ratsies. Oh, my God. Right. The Nazis. So even when there are words on a page, this guy cannot seem to nail what he needs to nail. A word he should be pretty familiar with. There would never be an instance where I would say Nazi instead of Nazi. There would be there would never be an instance where I would mispronounce that. How is that possible? Because he's not a learned man, and that's being so unbelievably you diplomatic. You have to be that... learned to know that it's Nazis. He's busy picking fights with dairy farmers, by the way, in oh, Wisconsin or something. I don't, he's fighting with Canada? Is that what that is? Yeah. He's picking a fight with Canadian dairy farmers saying that they're effing things up in Wisconsin? So our Cheeto-in-Chief can't seem to make up his mind as to what he's pissed off at at any given moment. The biggest U.S. dairy importer is talking with New Zealand and buying more from the European Union. So our $1.2 billion milk trade is now at risk. He's talking about lumber with Canada. The milk thing's Mexico. He's right. picking a fight with Canada over lumber tariffs. And now he's picking a fight with Mexican milk playing uh, at Peabody's this weekend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Still, uh, Concrete Blonde's best album. 93, I believe, Mexican milk. <laughs> Canada has made ver- business for our dairy farmers in Wisconsin. Very difficult. We will not stand for this. Watch, said one of his tweets. So, uh, again, I certainly would not claim to know anything about the dairy industry, uh, but if we go to war over milk, (laughs) it's going to be, you know. Good thing I'm lactose intolerant. That is some severe lactose intolerant on his part, yeah. Who knew uh, milk was a billion-dollar industry? Of course it is. Sounds low to me is what I'm saying. $1.3 billion? Seems like milk... Well, that's a fraction of it. That's not all that's happening. That's just the Mexican milk market. Oh, okay. (laughs) Mexican milk, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, all right. I'm just trying to keep track of all these things. As long as the Mexican beer still makes it over, I'm fine. Oh, man. Love a Modelo. I have one of those in my refrigerator, and I've been... I I won't go so far as say I've been saving it for a special occasion, (laughs) but I haven't felt like drinking recently, but it keeps staring at me every time I open the fridge, and I'm like, I'm going to drink you one of these days. Oh, yes, I am, Poppy. Yeah, it wouldn't last that long in my fridge. Some cerveza. 
because all we have is bush light, so I haven't dipped into that. Please clap. Mm-hmm. That's a desperate time that's situation. That's bush light. Bush light. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's, well. that's to do the job. How did that end up in your fridge? Is that what Ian uh, drinks? Somebody left it behind. Yeah, because if there's like some party or gathering and they're just trying to get drunk, they'll just get a like a thirty pack of bush. You know. I still go a little above that. Like I, I, I know. I'm like I'll splurge for Miller Light. <laughs> I'll go, yeah. Or Bud Light. You know. Here, here's an extra three dollars and get the yeah something a little bit above bush. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, it does the job. But I was going to say, I'm not going to sip it? that like at yeah, home. Like, I have, I don't have a beer palate. You guys have more refined beer palates. So to me, 90% of it tastes exactly the same. Well, I'm a snob anyway, because I like craft beer and I like fancy, like I like IPAs and a, a very hoppy beers, or I really like a, like a thick stout. I just so. prefer something a little bit higher in alcohol content. So you don't have to drink four, <laughs> five, seven, like if I'm yeah. drinking Bush Lights, I have to drink eight before I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to feel it. Yeah, they're like water. Yeah. yeah. And by then you're full. Right. You want to take a nap. You're just peeing all the time. You're a beer snob. You're like, ooh, mm-hmm. I prefer this a bit more hoppy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, that's why I made my own beer at the beer fest. Yes, year. you did. Even though you didn't get to tap it. I know. It was delicious, though. Someone still fe- have it. Someone fetch me an Ippa. Hmm. You still have her beer? Yep, it's in my fridge. It's in that big... Whatever the, the growler? growler. Well, it's mm-hmm. dead now. Yeah, it's not going to be something you want to drink now. Well, I've never tried it, and I can't drink it anyways. So. Well, wait, but you did they seal it, or you haven't no, opened it? No, you can pour it out now. It's flat. Okay. Well, I didn't know. It's been doesn't what, last two, forever months? in a growler, yeah. like a few weeks. You didn't know that beer goes flat? Nope. You know that soda goes flat? You know anything carbonated will go flat? Well, I he, figured it, that it was like closed. It's in the growler, like it's, it has a cap on it. So but I it's was not like, like vacuum sealed. No. Yeah, it's not sealed like a beer bottle. It's sealed with a. I mean, a growler a has knob. like a few days on it. Well, good thing I didn't Maybe try to serve it to anyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's no, a waste of beer. I had a beer at Poundcake's house, and it tasted really, really weird. That should be your first drink once you get off your. Medicine. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm going back to my roots. As soon as I can drink again, I'm getting. His roots. I'm getting what like are the, your roots? Oh, what like one fifty one and one fifty one. I don't even think I'll have a chaser anymore. I'll just do straight. Did they discontinue one fifty one though? They did, but they there's some I, it, not Bacardi. So they don't they don't have Bacardi anymore. Poundcake's trying to Amy Winehouse himself, but in reverse. He'll go from being stone cold sober for months to drinking straight one fifty one. How much longer do you have on that? <sighs> Two months. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even want to talk. It's about starting it. to take its toll, isn't it? Yeah, I invited him to come out with me, like to, to Magnolia this weekend to go dancing. Or whatever. He's like, I'll be sitting there with my soda water and a lime. He's so salty about it. <laughs> well, I'll get you a finger lime. That'll immediately uh, make everything more exciting. You, you just need to step it up a bit. You have to work within different parameters. You should start a beer app called Growler, G R O W L R. Yeah, where you can just figure out yeah what com- you know combination of beers. So is it taking its toll on you, pound cake? Is that what you're saying? Finger lime eczema. <laughs> Finger lime eczema. Yeah. It's not taking its toll on me. Like I, I can do it. I just don't want to. How is it affecting the bar gig? It's not. I, I have willpower. I, I can go without drinking. I just don't want to. It's just situations where I'm like, damn it, it would be fun to drink right now. Right. Like the whole point of me doing it now is so I'll be ready for gay pride. If I can When is that? June. Okay, but let me ask you this, though. I mean, obviously, they probably don't want you to drink on the regular when you're on this antibiotic, but you could have, like, a drink a week, or when you go out, you could have a drink, I bet. 
My it's not bad. like it's not like it's gonna make your blood boil because you're taking a. You know how many people drink regularly when they're on pills? Like, I mean, yeah, and heavier pills. That's right. That's what I'm saying. It's not recommended, but I'm saying for your purposes, you could you could square the circle between being miserable all the time and still the efficacy of your. I, antibiotics. I don't think I'm miserable. It's just I, I don't know. You sound I, miserable. You do not sound happy. Yeah. However, you alcohol do not sound is a depressant. What's that? Alcohol is a depressant, and he's already... Only if you're not drinking enough of it. Yeah. (laughs) The next day it is. (laughs) Next day. Not that night. Oh, boy. All right. I'll deal. You can't even have, like, a shot of Fireball or anything in there? A glass of champagne. Oh. Mm. Just a spot of champagne. Mm. Just a splash. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Perhaps a random flute. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Well, I'm sorry. I will be drinking when we go out. That's fine. Okay. Oh, so you're not even showing solidarity to him. I actually haven't had a drink in like... A week? No. <laughs> I didn't drink the comedy tour because oh, I wasn't didn't. feeling well. Oh, yeah, that's true. So it's been three weeks? Four three weeks? weeks. Maybe wow. maybe a month? I don't know. Well, it's been almost, a while. Yeah, almost as long as pound cake. Well, yep. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that friend that like, oh, well, if I'm sober, you got to be sober too. I told her everyone else can indulge around me. Like, I don't care. I, well, yeah, because we're going to drive. Be, we're going to be scheduling the Alan Cox Show bar crawls pretty soon. Yes, and that, I don't want your uh, jaw on the floor all night, pound cake. Because you're going to be giving me piggyback rides if you're stone cold sober. <laughs> no, I'll be stone cold sober. So. All right. Well, Saddle I'll be up. luxuriating in a glass Saddle of champagne. Up. <laughs> all right. Well, I will. You can get a saddle on you. We'll just ride pound cake all night. Yeah, why not? (laughs) All right. I will have those rancid tickets for you when we get back. They're doing a show this summer out at uh, Nautica. They're going to play with uh, Bouncing Souls and Dropkick and some other friends. 35192 if you want to text. Or uh, plenty to look at there at alancockshow.com. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Cox. The sort of man we used to describe at school was a complete prick. The Alan Cox Show. On 100.7. WMMS. Three five one nine two. Want to text me in here? I love when I get a minute and in the break I'll go back and forth with people who are texting. <laughs> That's fun because I don't always get to do it, but I like to. Well, I I should clarify. I like doing it with people that are uh, fun. hating on me. Yeah, uh, no, that's a lot of fun because it's. I, I don't often get the chance to do that. But So what's the convo? What's the back and forth? Oh, it's any time I talk about Trump because there's people that still uh, think that that guy knows what he's doing and whatever and all kinds of right-wing snowflakes getting so out of So what's their defense of Nazis, then? Well, listen, they don't care. I mean, if you're in it, you're in it for good with this guy. So, you know, I'm not... I don't make comments because I'm trying to change people's minds because that's a fool's errand. I make comments because they're true and because the guy is the laughingstock of whatever. So, um, it is what it is. Uh, next Cavs home playoff game, by the way, they get back to playoff basketball on Monday night. Now, tomorrow night is going to be game five between uh, Toronto and Milwaukee. So that will be determined there, and we will play one of those teams uh, here at home on Monday night, and you can be there. So you want to get tickets for the first game of round two here at home, you go to WMMS.com and register there. You will have until the last minute, Monday morning at 10 a.m., I think is the deadline to get in on this. 
And I don't know if it's keyword cabs or what. It's probably splapped right on the front page at WMMS.com. But uh, next round of the playoffs is going to start uh, Monday night. Your Cavs NBA playoffs presented by Discount Drug Mart. Defend the land. Is I believe that's the tagline, right, Bill? Defend the land. Defend the land. That's correct. Not the ground. The land. I saw some T-shirts to that effect. Yeah, defend the ground. Defend our ground. Is that the Warriors? Yes, defend our ground. <laughs> defend our ground, everybody. Uh, I'll have those Cedar Point tickets for you later on for people that are hitting me up about those. Before we get out of here, we're out at six tonight because that Tribe game is early. That's a six ten pitch. They lost against the Astros to not, uh, last night, so they're trying to get it back tonight, obviously. Uh, and I will have another $1,000 for you here in about five minutes or so. We do that $1,000 bribe at the bottom of uh, every hour. So watching these two preachers talk on television, and you know you'll hear people complain, why should people give all their money so that these uh, televangelists can have Gulf Stream jets and things like that? There was some preacher in Atlanta a couple of years ago, he was taking all kinds of heat because he was saying, I want the congregation to raise enough money so I can buy a jet. And it seemed like some real 80s nostalgia televangelist type stuff, just like brazen consumerism or whatever. Mm-hmm. But these two guys have come forward. They've been on TV a long time. Kenneth Copeland and Jesse Duplantis. And I've heard of the former, not the latter. And they're sitting there and they have come up with an explanation as to why they need these private jets. And I'd be lying if I didn't say it made sense. <laughs> the way that they put it. Let's hear how, uh, let's hear how they explain to, this. Closer yeah. to God? To the sky? <laughs> that, <laughs> by God today, that's yeah. a great explanation, actually. Not the one that they came up with. Oh. Cleanliness is next to godliness. <laughs> Flying in a clean-ass plane that's is right. even closer to godliness. A Gulf Stream is even closer <laughs> to godliness. Brother Cope and I was flying home from a meeting. Got in the plane that God so graciously gave us. We're flying home. As I was going home, the Lord, real quickly, he said, Jesse, do you like your plane? Now, you know, I thought that's an odd statement. He gave, I said, well, certainly, Lord. He said, do you really like it? And when he said that, that shocked me. I went, whoa, wait. I literally unbuckled my seatbelt, my plane, I stood up. You couldn't have done that on an airliner. No, sir, no way. Stand up and say, what'd you say, Lord? No. Okay, no, yeah. And the guy sitting over there saying, what the hell does he think he's doing? <laughs> you can't do you that. You can't do that. No, no. We can't get there without this. That's right. We've got to have this. We would have the mess that the airlines are in today. <laughs> hey, are you serious? So this guy's mentally ill because ha- he thinks he's having a conversation with Jesus or whatever. Okay, fine. I mean, yeah, we need our own private planes so that we can go crazy by ourselves and not get hauled off of a commercial airliner. I love how he talks about how, uh, what did he say in the beginning, that God has uh, generously given us? Mm-hmm. These planes that God has given us. You mean the millions of elderly people on fixed incomes who've donated to your... I love that. Hey, we couldn't do this on a commercial airline. We might get beat up or hauled off. Or, I know. You know. All the craziness going on on airlines today. Sure, right. Yeah, but wouldn't God provide a way? Wouldn't that be the thing? But I know you can't say bomb on an airplane. I didn't know you weren't allowed to speak in tongues on an airplane. Or English. I yeah. mean, you know, listen. Or praise the Lord. I mean, I think that'd be plenty comfortable. I think people have been five, five. They'd be okay. But also, would he? Would you even need to do that? Do you have to do that? Aren't you supposed to do this stuff privately? Well, he is. It's just him and the pilot, so he's back there in the cabin. But he is having a full-on Q and A with the Son of Man, according mm-hmm. to him. He's. Here, What's that, Lord? I said. I'll be honest. He has a point. If I was seated next to a guy that was having a conversation with God by himself. 
I wouldn't want him on that plane. <laughs> I'll be honest. As if United Airlines needed another PR disaster, they've apparently killed the world's giant biggest rabbit. Do you see this rabbit? Aww. I saw it. Dude, it's like the size of a puma. Yeah, it's it a was big, a huge rabbit. It's like a dog. It's like a really big rabbit, Alan. It's like huge. It's like super big. What? The Wh- rabbit. What did I say? Nothing. Oh. I'm just saying. It's really big. What, what are you doing? I'm not doing anything. Oh, okay. I'm just saying the rabbit's really big. You're doing a bit. What are you doing? I'm not doing a bit. Oh. I'm just telling you the rabbit's huge. I'm missing something here. What <laughs> am I missing? Not, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> she was just making fun of the way you said it because you said it so valley girl. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a huge rabbit. It is a yeah. huge rabbit, though. Yeah. So anyway, so... Uh, this- Jesus, that's a... It's big a ass bunny. Size. That's it's, a big ass bunny. It's worth mentioning again <laughs> yeah. how big the rabbit is. This rabbit is so big. <laughs> it's huge. Three foot bunny arrives in Chicago dead under strange circumstances. They're pulling doctors off. They're kicking off honeymooners. They're hitting kids in the head with strollers. Now they've killed a rabbit. I think rabbits are cute when they're small. I remember a real good friend of mine years ago had a pet bunny. And she'd keep it in her purse, and I was like, I know it was kind of an affectation, but it was kind of on the big side, and they don't smell good, and no. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop it. Keep this at home. or so. Anyway, the three feet long rabbit, 10-month-old Simon, was on his way to a new owner in the U.S. 10 months. It had become the world's largest rabbit, uh, and it was coming from the U.K., and they said the rabbit died in the cargo hold. It was found dead in a Chicago storage room <coughs> after somebody pulled it off the plane. The uh, It was brought to the U.S. by a mystery U.S. celebrity buyer who mm. paid $2,000 to fly him from Heathrow to O'Hare. Jeez. Mm. Um, but the owner says that he died in the cargo hold, so it was a health... Now listen, a rabbit of this size, frankly, and this is a huge rabbit. Um, this thing super could, bag. It's super bag. <laughs> this thing could have had a heart attack on that flight. Yeah, they are pretty skittish. Yeah. Uh, Annette from the UK, a bre- I love, this is the greatest CV ever. A breeder of large rabbits and former Playboy model. She really took the bunny thing to heart. Uh-huh. Uh, she survived the flight, obviously, but, uh, well, they said the bunny survived the flight, but died when it was put in the storage room. So, again, boy, United, they are having a hard time <laughs> with their PR department. Told you, they're going to change their name. That's the only way that's, that it's going to, like, wipe this, like, this What are they going to change it to? Take it back to Continental. Was it Continental? It was Continental. Well, no, they, they acquired it. Yeah, they, they acquired yeah. Continental, mm. but Continental... Doesn't have the bad rep exactly. that United has now, so they might as well. They're going to go it. back to Continental. Yeah. I and when see. you think of Continental, you think free breakfast. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got a positive, you know, message there. Right. You don't think bunny murder, right? Right. Breakfast. Yeah, because when you used to fly them, if you were on a red eye, you'd get a Continental Continental breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I go, what is that? They go, that's a dry bagel. <laughs> oh, sounds good. I guess my only question is, does the per- the buyer get their money back well they paid to to tra- yeah i'm sure united will probably give them the money back i'm gonna say you killed my rabbit i want a refund <laughs> I, I think united is in a place right now where if anything goes wrong you'll get your money back oh because yeah i mean it's like some. yeah hey i you just make stuff up mm-hmm. hey i had some very rare tennis shoes that I were traveling just with me it. and i lost them <laughs> 
They were valued at $48,000, but we'll just cut you a check. We don't, <laughs> we don't know how much longer we're going to be in business, frankly. Well, maybe the culprit here is trick cereal. Maybe somebody fed the bunny trick cereal, because everybody knows tricks are for kids, not silly rabbits. So Someone anyway, got that, and the, you're welcome. Um, no, I got it. I, I understood oh, it. it. It was not uh, obscure. Um, it was not uh, typhoon fever. It was. But can we talk th- once more about the size of the bunny? <laughs> was, it was so big. Was the whole thing with tricks that it was poisonous for bunnies? Wasn't it wasn't poisonous for yeah? Rabbit these kids were going silly yeah. rabbit. It's for kids. Those kids were dicks, by the way. If that ra- first of all that rabbit. The tricks rabbit, right? He was the only one traveling around evangelizing about cereal. These kids were at home doing what they do. It was the rabbit that was doing all the work. So then when he wanted some, a mere pittance for all of his work was a bowl of cereal. They go, silly rabbit, those are for kids. I'd be like, you didn't do any of the work. Wasn't his name Tricks? Tricks the rabbit? Probably. That seems just cold-blooded to be like, <laughs> yeah. no, you're named after the cereal, but you don't get any. Right. Hey, the cereal's not called Timmy cereal. It's called Trick cereal. So get out of my face. Yeah. So I take your point. How big Fine. Was the rabbit, though? Thank you. But still, I, those uh, Tricks the Rabbit never got the. He never got his due, frankly. So many other rabbits getting all the attention. Bugs, Brer. Did the Taco Bell? Know. Did the Taco Bell Chihuahua get free Taco Bell? I don't know, but he wanted it. It it was a chihuahua, so it didn't have a very long lifespan. It's almost like dog food anyways. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's delicious. (laughs) Don't you dare besmirch. I eat it. eat those words. I eat Taco Bell, but I'm just saying, didn't they say that? Of course, Taco Bell wouldn't say that. But people were saying that like the, the Taco Bell meat is like a grade above, you know, dog food. Which is why it's delicious. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Dog food. I don't know what the hell Highest you're talking about. Highest fat content. Come on. So good. Oof. Okay. We got Taco Bell the other night after we went out and we were coming back. It was late and we were like, let's go through Taco Bell. And I was like, you want some of those Cinnabon balls? Oh, yeah. And I was going to, but I was like, nope, don't be greedy. Mm. Just pull through, get your tacos and go home. Do not eat those. But boy, did I want to. That I, was discipline of the highest order. I'm seriously salivating at the mouth yes, thinking about it. I know. Yeah. Every day after, when I finish the bar, the only thing that's really open is Taco Bell and rallies. And I then how Taco- dare you speak ill of ye Taco Bell? Listen, I, I can talk about ye the... Ye Taco Bell. I can talk about bad food because I eat bad food every day. It's not bad food. It's delicious that's, It's food. bad for you. <laughs> Too much it's pound cake. Well, if anybody knows about food that's bad for him, it's pound cake. Joe snacks over here. I'm saying I'm a snack aficionado, so I'm saying. That's a fancy word for somebody who just has a poor diet. I'm an aficionado (laughs) of snacks. I wouldn't say you're an aficionado. Right. You eat snacks a lot. Maybe get more fish in your diet and not worry about being a snack aficionado. Okay, finger lime boy. (laughs) You don't even know what that is. (laughs) Absolutely not. Yeah, well, finger lime boy. I imagine it's a small lime. Uh, No? No. I don't know what it is either. Not even close? Nobody bothered to Google it. <laughs> I didn't. I just assumed it was a small line. <laughs> right. You know, like fingerling potatoes? That I figure, like, finger lime. But those are fingerlings, not finger limes. Well, I All right, I got to give somebody some money here. Okay. Think of all the Taco Bell you could buy with $1,000. If you just drove up and said, hey, I just won this money on MMS. I want, <laughs> I want it all in tacos. <laughs> oh, look, it's a little lime. There you go. Your shot at $1,000. <laughs> now. 
Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll receive a confirmation text. Standard message and data rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Good luck from WMMS. I didn't tell you it wasn't a little lime. <laughs> I was just surprised. I was just surprised that nobody Googled it. What does it taste like is what I need to know. It tastes it's this is the strange part. Tastes like a finger. Oh. You'd think it would taste like a lime. Yum. Tastes like a finger. That's why I like them. I like things that are finger flavored. Hmm. Lady fingers. <laughs> Those aren't finger flavored. Fingerling potatoes. <laughs> finger limes. I like things that are finger. They fing- kinda looked like the shape of a fingerling potato. Well, like that kind of skinny. I know they're not supposed to, Bill, but I'm a very sloppy eater with my hands, so everything eventually tastes like fingers. Can you bite your own fingers? I do. You just get too excited? People go, whoa, that looks good. What does that taste like? I say blood and nails. <laughs> hair. Hair. Flesh. Well, I don't have hairy hands, but... Yeah, but there is a little bit of hair on your hands. Fuzz. fuzz. Tastes like fuzz. Just some fuzz. Some okay. fuzz. Yeah. I like the Google description. Australian finger limes are known as the caviar of the citrus. Uh, of course. Why do you think they're my favorite fruit? Their aromatic, smooth, but pebbled skin appears in a triad, 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 triad sure. of colors and the flesh. Triad. Rather than pulpy, holds caviar-shaped vesicles. Now there's a word I don't like. That pop crisply pulpy or in your vesic- mouth. I don't like pulpy or vesicles. I'll take pulpy over vesicles. Uh. With an assertively tart punch. Yeah. So you like little lime caviar. And you know why? Because, you know, in your high school senior yearbook where it has most likely to do this, most likely to do that, you know what they put under mine? An aggressively tart punch. (laughs) That's what I had. Because I had learned to fight between junior and senior year. Well, good for you. Finally. Keep your head down, your hands up. That's right. Hands up, don't shoot, is what I told people. I was way ahead of that game in high school. (laughs) Are we forgetting something about the fact that the bunny was flying into Chica- Chicago O'Hare Airport. <laughs> oh, Pat. He's so proud of He should be. I'm going to give him that one. I didn't get it. All right. Well done, Pat. I didn't see that part of the story. I was watching your Instagram story yesterday while you were interviewing Poundcake, making his uh, dating profile. Yeah. And he was talking about food and that he's a foodie. I don't think you understand what a foodie is. Because you said that at one point. You're like, I'm a foodie. What's a foodie, Poundcake? Someone who tries different foods from different parts of like the country or like different continents and stuff. Right. So is that you? Is that you? No, I was making fun of myself because she said He's I He's like, enjoy- well, my Doritos were made in Mexico. <laughs> my hood popcorn is made in Venezuela. <laughs> He's a snack okay. foodie. Maybe I just didn't pick up on the sarcasm of it. That, that I was, well, I watched she said- last night when I was... Uh, I had a few pops. Yeah, she was running around. She was like, oh, he enjoys like a, a good snack. I was like, yeah, I'm a foodie. Okay. okay. So that's all. Yeah. That was just drunk Bill getting a little autistic. And there you go. <laughs> what? What? I, just, uh, I was too drunk to pick up on the sarcasm of the situation. Hey, Josh. Hey, Alan. What's up? What's up? Listen, you might want to go ahead and start rolling the clip now. I've got an Alan Cox show exclusive. Ooh, it better be or I'm going to get real upset. All right. All right, so Chipotle just announced a couple hours ago that once again they are the subject of a data breach and they had a a malicious malware actor in their environment. And uh, customers' credit card info for the last, like, two months or something they said on their website might be at risk. 
No. See, all I saw was that yeah. they just unveiled their brand new dessert. So maybe they're trying to divert people's attention from. Uh... They're doing whatever they can to try and yeah keep us from focusing on what's important. It's kind of like the Trump thing. By the way, what are you going to get out of a Chipotle data breach? Who's trying to hack Chipotle? You know, ooh, we're going to hold everyone's avocados hostage. Well, they don't. Uh, so I called in a couple months ago. We talked about like phishing and stuff because I work in cybersecurity. So. Um, they're not going after, like, Chipotle secrets. They're going after customer data. So they're trying to steal, like, credit card information. And, so they're yeah. saved on the uh, app, stuff, stuff like, like that. that. I see. Yeah. I see. And every time yeah. I've been going to Chipotle the past couple of months, I've been going in cash. So I hope this, like, makes people not want to go to Chipotle because then the line will be short. Hey, I and, still believe cash is king, man. Yeah. I know they're trying to. I love mm-hmm. cash. I have not used a card at Chipotle in, like, months. So. Okay. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, no problem. All All right. Right. Better check your credit statements, uh, Erica. Crap. I know. I've been to Chipotle twice this week. (laughs) Twice this week? It's Wednesday. Yeah. I had it Monday and I had it yesterday. Wow. Muy malo. You are not effing around. Yeah. Monday and Tuesday? I did. Wow. Jeez. I'm a professional. (laughs) You are. I'm not faking the funk. I love Chipotle. I always have, always will. I'm going after work. That's why she calls herself El Foodie. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. That's me. I'm a Chipotle aficionado. See, this doesn't jive with your whole I don't poop very often situation. Well, I don't get the beans. I know, but the rest of the food is still... Maybe it has the opposite effect on her. See, why can't United take like a a step out... United? United. 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 Why can't they just, you know, follow one of the steps out of the Chipotle playbook? They have a Chipotle has a loyal fan base. No matter what, I was I was like, oh wow, data breach. That's sad for all the people that you know use their credit cards. I'm still gonna go there. Oh, E. coli, no big deal. The line will be short. I'm still gonna go there. So United is like, uh, you kill a bunny, you knock people off an airplane. No one's going to use you. <laughs> like, yeah. that's it. Pound cake doesn't worry until there's a daddy breach. <laughs> it's so stupid. All right, I got to get myself out of this somehow. I have to extricate myself from this horrible whatever. All right, uh, we'll come back. I will have Cedar Point passes for you for everybody who's been asking me about those and a shot for you to get yourself a whole lot more uh, at WMMS.com. You want to text here in the break, 35192. The Alan Cox Show on 100.7 WMMS. The Final Touch Construction Studios. It's the Alan Cox Show on 100.7 WMMS, an iHeart Radio station. Today was National DNA Day. Of course, any day can be DNA Day if you're staying in a Motel 6. Anybody know it was DNA Day yesterday? Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday was National DNA Day. I had no idea. I know today is uh, National Pretzel Day. Today is? Yeah. Could it be because pretzels look like the double helix to some degree? Your adenine, your cytosine, your guanine. Is that part of the uh, DNA pretzel combo? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's what it is. I didn't know DNA needed a day. I thought maybe DNA was the preamble to the um, whatever. Yeah, I'd never heard of DNA Day either, but, you know. Hey, they think that they might have found evidence of humans on the coast of California from 130,000 years ago, which would throw everything into disarray as to what we know about when people were on this continent, which is pretty wild. It's crazy. That's insane. So they're looking into that. 
That's why DNA sequencing is such a great thing. Is because you can, you know, you could get rid of racism. You could get rid of all that creationist hooey. That's one of the with things. With DNA sequencing. That's one of the things that was, has been a huge factor in debunking like Mormon beliefs. DNA. Is DNA because they claim that the Indians were, like American Indians were, uh, relatives of people that traveled here from Jerusalem. That's right. what the the Book of Mormon's all about. And when they do the DNA study, you can track them and see that that is not a true thing at all. So then how do Mormons come to terms with that or explain that? God works in mysterious ways. That's yeah, right. I have faith. Oh. Well, like Mike Pence is a creationist. He's one of these guys. And there's kind of an inherent racism in creationism because anytime you say, oh, Jesus was probably black or we all originated from Africa, those people get really, really mad, even though that's pretty much where your signs point. But, you know, your DNA, if you guys had your DNA done, if you had that whole yeah. thing? Yeah. No, I want to. You should because it kind of, it, it... It helps in kind of establishing your kinship with other forms of life. Hmm. Not just animal, but like plant life, everything, right? And if you see the world that way, it's a lot harder to cut people out. You get, was, you get kind of a fuller sense of nature and you're part of the cycle and, you know. Yeah, my mom and dad both did theirs, so I've just kind of taken from theirs. I haven't had mine actually done, but uh, consensus is just white Real white. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's... I mean, listen, I don't think anybody's got the... Because even when you have that stuff done, like the 23andMe or mm-hmm. the... You know, it's not like they're sequencing your genome, but they get enough information where they can kind of tell you kind of a shotgun blast to where you're from. But I'm, I want to get, like, the pinpoint. My, I want to go back, back, back. Mine were so just European, like, not even, like, English. Like ninety percent on both sides, right? English, and then like a little bit of German, a little bit of Spanish, right? Little Dutch, I think, but like it was mostly English. But that's English only going back so far. Irish, yeah, that's only going back as far as these kind of uh, mass-produced tests will allow us to go. But if you there was a way to find out where everybody came from, we're all kind of probably coming from within a few square blocks of each other. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff. I would like to know what kind of monkey I was. <laughs> Australopithecus? What I evolved into. You know? Lucy, the missing link. Or where I evolved from, yeah. Well, listen, I am still on the hunt for where my dad's family is originally from, and he has been practically no help. I'm like, what was your grandfather's name? He's like, mm, you don't know your grandfather's name? Pappy? Yeah. I'm grandpappy. Plus, my paternal grandfather, who died when my dad was a teen, so I never met him, but he was married before he married my grandma. But on both sides, my mom and my dad were the products of second marriages. Hmm. So, but the first marriages had no kids, so they don't have any half-siblings, just them. So I, I'm trying to... My mom's family, I know where they're from. My dad's family, it's a big mystery, and I'm obsessed with it. I'm boarding out obsession with this thing. I don't know much about... My grandmother was adopted, so... That would be a real monkey wrench. Who knows, like, what mm-hmm. what her family... Like, what her makeup is and whatever. I'm sure it's just white, but, you know, could be something interesting. I don't know. Yeah. All I know from my grandmother... My grandmother on my dad's side, her maiden name was Rosatelli. Like so that you're Italian? Good Irish name. Yeah. Italian in there? <laughs> Rosatelli. Could you imagine if my name was Cody Rosatelli? 
Hey, I'm Cody Rosatelli. Put that on up? it. My dad works in waste management. What of it? Put that on a name tag or like on a door tag. Well, mm. then that means that you have Italian blood. I said that. My dad's Italian, like straight up Italian. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. my mom's black. Yeah. Well, then you're a Moor. Is that what it's called? Well, when the when the when the Moors invaded Italy and Spain, and you know, that's how they turned the bloodlines. It's pronounced amore. Amore. <laughs> I just said my dad jumped the fence. Well, that's why in parts of Italy you've got blonde hair, blue eyes, and then you've got dark haired Italians and other, you know. Yeah, like I got. We've all seen True Romance, right? I got Sicilian. the pale. <laughs> I got the pale Italian. That's what I got. The northern part. You got northern Italian. Oh right. yeah. Yeah. Nobody has a tan in my family. But my grandmother, who passed, she was 100% Italian. But I grew up thinking I was Irish. And it turns out, I guess we kind of are, but we're more like maybe Scottish or something. Not traditionally tan people. But, no. like, I'm not pale. People in my family are not pale. Remember when you thought you were Native American but for a long why, time? But that's why, because that's how we grew up. We're like, well, I'm, I don't look Irish. I mean, you know, we don't have any gingers in our family, anything like that. So I want to know... Where my dad's family is from. I want to know. Because I grew up, I basically grew up with two or three different kinds of, I, everybody I grew up with in my neighborhood, everybody was either uh, Italian or Irish. Mm -hmm. So they knew, and they had, you know, the, the mom had Sinatra on the wall and pictures of the Pope, or the Irish kids had Kennedy, and you know, I didn't have any of that. Because my parents, they were like, yeah, I don't care. They didn't care. And so I, I think it's a, just a function of getting older. You're like, well, you, you want know, to know. You know. I want to know. Where everything goes back. I mean, why I'd want to know now, I don't know. But it's like, you know, you're like, I want to know right before I die where I'm from. Yeah, it's that looming threat of death. You want to see where you're, what, what made you. Right, but, it, but, but logically, it would seem to make less sense to care the closer you get to death. You think you'd want to know earlier, you know, because I had this... I have this idea in my head. When we were in Dublin, I thought I was in the motherland. Yep. These are my cousins. These are my brothers. That's right. <laughs> this is Seamus O'Grady. <laughs> right. So when we were over there, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, because you, you can turn your brain that way. You go, oh, yeah, this totally feels right. Uh -huh. ah, I totally get it. But I'm the culture with the drinking <laughs> and the drinking, that whole thing. But that's the other thing, too. There aren't people in my family that are alcoholics or... So anyway, I, I don't know. But the the as the years go on, and as because I think part of it, it wasn't so much me getting older as when my dad got sick. I'm like, well, I got to know before you on? go. <laughs> yeah, right. Because my mom wasn't going to tell me. She's like, I ah, you never really got into. Really, you never got into where you're from. I don't know. Some people are just not cultural. You know, they're just like I don't really feel like. I mean, we made a lot of Italian food and. Polish food, but other than making the food from our culture, it wasn't like we were celebrating the Italian or Polish holidays at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only thing really that I felt any culture from was like my grandmother would occasionally swear in Italian. I'm like, I am cultured. <laughs> I know what this means. It's just do not. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's English, but. <laughs> well, but with a, you know, with an Italian accent. Wait, that, I was like, oh, I'm starting to understand Italian. It's all excited. Hey, history. This is for the gang. How you doing over there? Not too good. <laughs> All right, bubble boy. Let's just play. 
Who invaded Spain in the 8th century? That's a joke. The Moors. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's the Moops. The correct answer is the Moops. Moops? Let me see that. That's not Moops, you jerk. It's Moors. It's a misprint. I'm sorry. The card says Moops. card says Moops. Hey, Chris. <laughs> yes. What's going on? Um, I wanted to tell you, uh, Bill made me laugh because I'm applying for jobs online for, like, uh, finance jobs, and they'll ask you for, like, your ethnicity and race, and it comes up, uh, Hispanic, African American, Asian, white. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, right. that's me, man. <laughs> yeah, You're not even cultural, me. you're just a color. Yeah. The yeah. most bland color. Caucasoid. <laughs> Right. Like, if they wanted to make it real specific to me, it would also say trash afterwards. Yeah. White trash. That's where you just fill in the blank and you just put basic AF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm white AF. Well, good luck. <laughs> All right. Hey, where are the white women at? Um, hey, Woody. Alan. Yes, sir. How's your day, sir? All right? So far, so good. Uh, yeah, I was just uh, talking to Pound Cake about this. Um you know, you're trying to trace, you're talking about tracing your genealogy and this and that. You know, you can go ahead and go back as far as the DNA test will let you. You know, and but uh, what about uh, like people like the Jewish people that like fled countries and like changed their names a, a couple of like four or five generations back, and so their name has been changed and it gets lost in the mix somehow. You know what I mean? That's got to be really tough on them, no? Well, yeah, I mean, changing your surname is one thing, but I mean, there's Jews, I mean, had to spread so far out, and they came from different parts of the world. There's Ashkenazi and Sephardi, and I mean, Sephardic, whatever. I mean, there's all kinds of different um, groups there, so. so I grew up with Jewish kids, too, and none of them knew where the hell they were from, so it was like all the Italian and Irish kids knew, but, you know, it's because their names were like Spezzoletti and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, even before World War II, you know, I mean, to, to avoid persecution, even in, in the U.S., the USA before World War II, you know, a lot of Jewish families were just like, no, we're, uh, we're Jones, we're not, uh, you know, Jonesenstein. Or oh, whatever. yeah, we're not Goldfarb, we're Smith, yeah, of course, yeah, you, you, know, had to, you had to evade detection and whatever, and yeah. What are you, Woody, you're Irish? I'm um, quite Irish. He's quite Irish. Quite Irish, yes. <laughs> I'm quite Irish. Right. Okay, good. Thank you, Woody. Joe in Philly. Yeah, what up, guys? What's up? Hey, so uh, I guess you guys are kind of talking about where you come from in genealogy, but they've created, I don't know if you saw the story about the um, the artificial womb that they have now. They I did see to, that. Yeah, they had creepy. Like, they had like a lamb, like shrink-wrapped or something. That and thing looks Freaky. Yeah. This is how I plan on having a child. <laughs> well, they say that they want, if they can do it on humans, it'll like keep premature births down. And I don't know. It's weird. I would like to have a kid without having to be pregnant. That'd be awesome. Just like there's meal in a bag. It's kid in a bag. Yeah, please. Just add water. I don't know. That's crazy. I mean, premature births are more, I find them to be more like genetic related. Uh, my my mom's a NICU nurse, so I, a lot of the cases are genetic or drug related. Uh, so, but like the thing looks like a, legit, like an egg or a pod from the Matrix. From it's the crazy. Matrix, that's what I thought. Yeah, if you end up with a world of artificial wombs, I mean, this will be the next thing the Bible thumpers are flipping out about. But still, it's like yeah. you got to go where the science takes you. Well, yeah, I mean that's because 
goes to say with like gene manipulation and whatnot that that that's an area which we're lacking and the world is uh, doing a lot better than America. So. Well, it depends, though, because, like, gene manipulation, like, I know I just washed mine last night, Bill, and I took them out, and normally I would hang them. No, 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 not those kind of genes. I'm sorry? Not, not those kind of genes. Oh. Well, then I don't know what he's talking but about. But if you want to talk about gene manipulation, they're selling $450 <laughs> mud jeans. <laughs> those mud jeans at Nordstrom. They're all pissed about Ivanka Trump clothes, but they're going to sell $400 fake mud jeans. Oh, my God. Thank you, Joe. Be safe. All right. There's Joe in Philly. Oh, God, those mud jeans. You know Mike Rowe, the guy that hosts Dirty Jobs? Yeah. This guy flipped out on – because he's like – he's a real smart guy, but he's a conservative guy, you know, so he kind of leans that way. But he's a hardworking dude. He's like a blue-collar guy, you know. So he wrote this screed about those that was awesome on his Facebook page. He's hilarious, too. Oh, I my God. 400. If you want to see the two Americas – represented in a single item of clothing. It's the fake, dirty jeans. So I thought of Erica, because she likes the pre-ripped. And, but this goes beyond that. It I does. mean, even if they if they were selling these for $30, it would still be silly, but you go, eh, they're 30 bucks. These look like what a rich person's idea of a hard-working pair of pants looks like. They're like it looks like you spilled, either dove into a, a, a pile of diapers or you spilled chocolate ice cream looks on like your turds. pants. It it's looks like so smeared turds. Stupid. And with the designer jeans that are pre-ripped, that at least kind of makes sense because it is stylized and you can't achieve those rips without time. Well, and they're but strategically to a, ripped, too. But to get a pair of jeans dirty, all you I gotta do, do is go in the dirt. Oh, it's like, so it's stupid. The, like, yeah. I have a hundred pairs of jeans like that from when I worked for my dad that... She I would never want to wear anyway. Yeah, sell him, Bill. Well, that's I'm going to have him start selling his jeans because he's still got all his. I mean, do they do they figure people are going to buy these? I, I mean, bet you they've already sold some. Uh, for four hundred and twenty-five dollars, I don't know anybody that would buy these. I don't I'm sure either. There are people I mean, that will, but I can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's like those, and then they're also doing the ones with like the clear plastic windows. Oh, yeah. Top Shop. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. The clear no. jeans. They have full clear jeans now. Not just the windows. They're all clear. Yeah, so they're you clear. have to wear like some kind of shorts underneath. Yeah, you look like you're wearing Outbreak jeans. Yeah. So is it still denim? No. It's just no, plastic. It's plastic. So it's it just looks clear exactly pants. like a jean yeah. with the rivets, the, the loops, everything, but they use clear plastic. This is the Emperor's New Clothes. That's what that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just walking around in invisible clothes going, huh, look at these amazing clothes. Don't I look amazing? I look great. Yeah, these fake dirty jeans are like being universally panned by everybody. These jeans are built Ford tough for the hipster who was built Prius weak. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so anyway, I, uh, yeah. I, I agree with my um, conservative brethren when they're like, you pulled Ivanka's clothes out and you're putting these in? Well, they didn't pull hers. They relabeled it. Yeah, supposedly without her knowledge. We'll hey, see. we want to sell these and nobody's going to buy them if your name is on them. That's why I was reading a big thing in Forbes, how they're trying to move the Trump brand down market because they can't sell this crap anymore. And that family is only about one thing, which is making money for themselves. So they're trying to rename some things and move it down into less pricey stores. It's going to be in Walmart. So they can move this crap. Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, hey, uh, Matt. Hey, Alan. How's it going today? What's going on, Matt? Hey, I just got uh, my 23andMe done, so I did the full genetic testing. 
Oh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to let you know. So, like, on my mom's side, it shows where, like, her family comes from, like, 6,000 years ago. So it's, like, Central Europe. And on my dad's side, it actually went back 36,000 years to, like, northern Africa and the Middle East. Well, see, that's where I kind of get skeptical, because I think by their very... See, I only did Ancestry DNA. I haven't done 23andMe yet, but I was going to, because I didn't know if it would give me, like, a different snapshot. I want a second opinion on my own blood. But I get a little skeptical, because I think by the very nature... The bloodline of the world is so diluted that I don't believe they can go back that far with any certainty. Other so, than other than going, well, you're Caucasian, so you're since everybody pretty much came from that part of the world originally, they can take you back to Africa or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it had like different genetics that kind of showed you that, but it also said, you know, one generation back, you're Central European, and then it goes back like two, three, four, and five. Okay, and it, it's not as accurate, but they do have those little warning pop-ups like you know this is what it is this is what it possibly is but i i mean i kind of believe it okay I, I, well I again I, I i did ancestry but i have yet to do 23 and me so i want to do that so i will yeah. I, I will do it on your recommendation matt yeah i give it a thumbs up so. beautiful all right thank Good you sir Marca. all right those things cost a lot though right They're like 100 bucks yeah you spit in a tube you know which is a lot easier because it used to be you had to take your own blood then you had to mix it with your own poop then you had to send it no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, you spit in the tube and you send it to them. It's a hundred bucks. I mean, you were kidding. I just mixed all this blood with all this poop. What am I going to do with it now? Unfortunately, I had a pretty rough meal last night, so I didn't have to mix it. Whoa. Came pre-mixed. Pre-mixed. Uh. All right. Let me break. I'll come back. Have eighteen rounds of Metro Park Golf for you and a pal. Uh, I want to hit the links. Do it over at the Cleveland Metro Parks. You can go to ClevelandMetroParks.com/golf. They have plenty of courses. Uh, you can pick one, and we'll get you 18 holes coming back. 35192 if you want to text. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Three five one nine two. I'm going to get a text uh, into me. And plenty going on over at AlanCoxShow.com. We always have video clips from the shows daily. And uh, if you have missed the prom fail video, that is up there too. Sophia Vatagata trying to get on a pool noodle or something, right? It's like a it's a big bowl. Yeah. Oh, it's boy. like a, a, a bowl you're supposed to ride, and she tries to get on it and uh, goes up, uh, you know, ass over her head. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. That's right. She's married to that Joe Manganiello from True Blood. Is that where he's from? True Blood? He's from Pittsburgh, so there's always random yeah. Sofia Vergara sightings in and around Pittsburgh. He yeah. is, yes. He played a werewolf on that show, I believe. Because I, I didn't watch True Blood, but I think that's the only thing I know him from. He's from that, and then I think he did the Magic Mikes, and he's going to be... Magic Mike, there you go. Mm. Uh, what's he? He's a superhero, in, isn't he? Uh, the bad guy in the Batman movie with Affleck. Right, he's going to be a dead shot? Dead shot. Dead shot. No, no, not dead no, shot. That's, that's, Will Smith. that's Will Smith. He's a... Uh, d- uh, d- dark shot, or uh, dead eye, or uh, dead eye dick. <laughs> she don't eat meat, but she show like the bone. That one? <laughs> it's close to dead shot. Dead noodle. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't either. Uh, hey, Brandon. Yeah. What's up? Not much of itself. Oh, just hanging out. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had a story. I 
actually, I've been told my whole life that uh, we've been Native American. And I've seen, you know, family portraits, and I've always thought from my dad's side that we were definitely Native American. And uh, I went out and I got a half sleeve tattoo. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, put my grandma, actually, and I'm actually a fan of, like, Pacific Railroad, uh, you know, Wild West and so on. So I'm not so much concerned that I got half sleeve for Native Americans, but I put my grandma above it. And I got the Ancestry DNA test and found out that we are not an ounce Native American. It was the same thing with me. My grandma moved to, after my step-grandpa died, my dad's mom, she moved out to Deming, New Mexico. And she was an artist. She, she would do, like, these Mesa paintings, and she'd, like, send us moccasins on our birthday. I'm like, oh, she's, t- she's in, ensconced in our heritage. And it just turned out she liked that stuff, I guess. So I don't yeah, know, but I, I think you did before. You, before you went out and got the ink, Brandon, I think you'd want to confirm or deny the genealogy well, there. I mean, this was years back before they were actually. I don't know how long the DNA tests have been, but I just started going through ancestry and tracing my heritage, like in the past three years. But I've had this tattoo for you know five to six now, so it's like now that I got this, I, we got the results, and I got real nervous. So I have my. Um, grandma's sister taking the dna test through my heritage to see if maybe the dna was a little bit diluted but as of right now you know i'm sol so well it might be diluted but you were diluted so Mm -hmm. you got the uh, (laughs) got the ink okay well uh thank you brandon good luck no matter what death stroke it was death stroke death stroke that's right also is my preferred way of dying um Death while stroking it? Is that what you're... Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Not from a stroke, but like... No. No, right. Yeah, yeah. it could be. I'm sorry. It's, it was lame to begin with, and I didn't clarify. Alan, uh, the caveat on those DNA tests is that they don't believe everything they tell you. They had triplets do one of these DNA tests, and they all had different results. Yeah. So who knows? I, that's what I mean, though. I mean, the bloodline around the world is so diluted that it's it's like a shotgun. It's not a sniper rifle telling you where you're from. They're like, you're from the UK. Like, okay, well, thank you. You know, if you go back far enough, I think most people probably traveled through there, but I don't know. If I did that, it would be more for, like, entertainment value than it would be like, and I think that's, wow, this is fact. I think that's probably the fine print in these things, too, is for entertainment purposes. Yeah, yeah you're not going to try and track down some relative and be like... I am owed all this money from my relatives that passed away, or I, I am the king of the this Shire. Area. Yeah, yeah. Like, who cares? I, there was an episode of Real Housewives of Orange County. It relates to this, I promise. Um, where one of the wives got this like DNA thing done, and so so they went to what was it? Kill Carney? Kill Carney? Kill Kenny? Kill Kenny? Yeah. Kill Kenny? Um, they went to Kill Kenny Ireland as like a show trip. Like all the girls went, Those and she's like. She's like, oh, my DNA said that I that I'm probably related to a bunch of people within this particular small town outside of Kilkenny, and so she's going up to people on the street. Do you know the name? Blah blah blah, and they're like, no, <laughs> no, no. And then one lady's like, I think maybe, but it was like it was like O'Grady or like something super like generic of a name, right? That could be like Smith over here. And the lady's like, yeah. And she goes like, that's my relative. And she's and the the lady she was talking to on the street was like, okay. Who cares? Yeah. 
There's a great comedy festival in Kilkenny, that Cat Laughs Comedy Festival. You ever heard of that or gone? Or I have heard of that. guy that I used to work with uh, co-founded that thing, and it's huge now. I'd like to go one of these years. I miss but... Ireland. Ireland's great. It's beautiful. Can't miss something I never had. <laughs> okay. That's his interjection into the conversation. Insert Michael Jordan crying over his face right now. I'm, I'm good. I, I can't miss something I never had. One day I will go to Barcelona for my honeymoon and it'll be fine. Barcelona. He's planning a honeymoon. One of these days? Speaking of your uh, holidays, the Kim Kardashian Mexico photos. You see those? She's on vacation in Mexico. Yeah, I've seen her wearing some small bikinis. So she's wearing a bikini, but these are not airbrushed photos. Everybody has gotten themselves to the point where somehow they think that Kim Kardashian's body is not airbrushed all the time. They think that she's defying human nature and gravity because she's had a lot of work done. So people were giving her utter hell because she's got a lot of cellulite. When you have a big ass like that, that's why it's airbrushed all the time. And so she was flipping out on all these haters and... But it's like, what do people think those people actually look like? Every one of these girls who does... All your premier Hollywood asses are all the same. The Iggy Azalea, Nicki Minaj, Coco, Ice-T's wife, Mm -hmm. Ashley Graham, Amber Rose. There's a lot of cottage cheese in real life. That's what goes along with a big ass. Yeah. So if it's not airbrushed, it's lactose intolerance. Yeah, if if you're going that big... Then you have like the Jen Selters and stuff like that who have just like the incredibly toned ass. It's not nearly as big as the Kardashian. Right. If it's ass. Go- if you want a Kim you Kardashian want a fat ass, ass, you want a right. big booty hoe. It's going to have some. Uh, That's right. It's going to have some gravel dents. That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> looks like the hood of your car after a hailstorm. This is what I think too. Just judging by the pictures that I'm seeing. You know, the no stranger to plastic surgery, the Kardashians, but they don't necessarily disclose all the surgeries they've had. I believe that she's had some type of liposuction because that can that can end up creating some kind of dimpling effects that kind of mimic cellulite. Because to me, because nobody's body is a super thin waist and then super wide right. hips That's like right. they look like ants well they look like they unless you've been corseting for 15 years you're Which, not going to look like that yeah so they've they've had some liposuction i don't know I, I would hesitate to say a rib removed but um maybe like some ass implants and some hip implants too to kind of create that like real severe hourglass shape and i think once you do that kind of stuff the skin is not quite as elastic but the thing is, the same, the same people, and I guarantee it's true, the same people who are all over social media about body positivity, those are the same people who will piss all over Kim Kardashian because she's got cellulite on the beach. Oh, yeah. There's a double standard for sure. I don't I mean, care. That chick still looks hot in whatever she wears. Of course she does. Anyone that says anything negative about her is jealous. Well, especially since she's like, look, I gotta have Spanx on at all times, you know, so... They announced the date for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame coming back to Cleveland. The induction ceremony is going to happen on April the 14th of next year, back at Public Auditorium. The 33rd annual ceremony. They're going to air this year's on uh, Saturday night, by the way, on HBO. Shorter downtime this time around. Usually, it's it's usually a couple of months. I thought between when they do it and when it airs, it was it was only a couple of weeks ago. And they're going to have it on HBO on Saturday night. Granted, in they give you the meat. I mean, if you've gone to the Rock Hall inductions, it's like a five-hour 
event, and they cut it down to 90 minutes, two hours. So it'll be Pearl Jam and uh, Tupac got in and Journey, and it'll be back here in Cleveland next year. And they're speculating on who will be nominated for next year. Hmm. Previous nominees like The Cars, Janet Jackson, Kraftwerk, Nine Inch Nails, LL Cool J might be back. The list of newly eligible acts is cool. Radiohead, Rage Against the Machine, Dr. Dre, Stone Temple Pilots, and the Wu-Tang Clan will all be <laughs> eligible for nomination. Way to feel old now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like... Oh, that happened with Nirvana and Pearl Jam for me. I was like, holy God. Good Lord. Yeah. So the 2018 Rock Hall inductions will happen April 14th next year. The Michael Jackson got in in 97 into the Rock Hall. And they released the, I think these were out before, but they're making the rounds again. The voiceover sessions for Thriller with Vincent Price and Michael Jackson. Have you heard these before? I have mm-hmm. not. I have. Have you? They're yeah. awesome. Vincent Price, boy, I, this guy's been dead for like 25 years now, but everybody knows Vincent Price because he had that, I thought for sure the guy was English or something because his diction was so, but he's from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. He's an American guy. But, um, you know, he did the the spoken word part in, in Thriller and... Also, I don't oh. know. I don't know what what I was watching, but it was like behind the scenes footage of like them recording Thriller, and it was originally it wasn't Thriller. It was Starlight, Starbright, something, something tonight. Is and that then, what it was? Yeah, and then they changed it to Thriller, Thriller night. It might be in here. I, let, first, I want to play this for you, but first, let me try to get you some money here because I want to play this. Uh, the thousand dollar bribe is this keyword is going to get somebody a grand. So good luck. Your shot at a thousand dollars now. Text the word LUCK to 200-200. You'll receive a confirmation text. Standard message and data rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. Good luck from WMMS. Hi, this is Michael Jackson. This is Vincent Price. Boy, it's like somebody doing an impression of Michael Jackson. He was so effeminate. Yeah. Hello. Michael Jackson is... The Thriller. (laughs) Do we both say it? Say it together. I say inviting you to. All right. See, I like just hearing him mm-hmm. not doing lines, but just saying things. Talking. sounds so scary. I say dude. it at the same time. <laughs> Michael's like, what? Vincent Price, like, what the hell did I get? I wonder what? what they paid him to do that. I wonder how much they paid yeah, Vincent he Price. He probably gets royalties. They probably gave him, like, a credit. I gave him, like, a piece of the act. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he got, yeah, some. Hi, this piece. is Michael Jackson. And this is Vincent Price inviting you to... The thriller. <laughs> it sounds so strange. And I'm Mrs. Vincent Price. Here's some more of this. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. By the way, the music is bleeding through his headphones because he had them like cranked all the way. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell 
and rot inside a corpse's shell. See, it was the rolled I R's. Like, that, I know. Goosebumps so listening awesome. to that. Oh, man. I mean, the pipes were great. But Imagine yeah. pissing him off at home. Imagine like you're his kids. They're like, Dad, <laughs> get out of here. I'll never return. You will rot. <laughs> I shun thee. You never return. <laughs> return. The demons squeal in sheer delight. Have you cleaned your room? <laughs> <laughs> Who ate the last of the milk? Uh, it's you they spy so plump so right for though the groove is hard to beat yet still you stand with frozen feet you try to run you try to scream but no more sun you'll ever see oh man it's great (laughs) where is the remote control (laughs) (laughs) which one of you wrecked my car You will never get an allowance. <laughs> Another, D. <laughs> Another D. Another <laughs> D. Why are your grades so remedial? Denches yeah. in the air, the funk of 40,000 years, and grisly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver. For no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. Can you dig it? (laughs) (laughs) Dig it. I'd love to hear him. The foulest. Hear him why? Like make a dad joke and then go into that laugh. Hi, hungry. I'm dad. (laughs) 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 You want to borrow the car, but you haven't done your chores. Can you dig it? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like pound cake at the end there. Dig it. Can you dig it? (laughs) I don't sound like that at all. Do your best evil laugh, pound cake. (laughs) <laughs> a little reverb that, that wouldn't be bad here's here's uh vincent price talking about pound cake's breath the funk of forty thousand years <laughs> the foulest stenches in the air Oh, pound cake. He fixed it, though. Yeah. He fixed it. That was... Oh, the foulest stenches in the air. The smell of hood popcorn everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Who ate the last lights of pizza? That's your that's your um, best evil laugh, Bill? I don't have a good yeah. evil laugh. Ah, ah. Ooh. Do it. <laughs> I was here, Erica's. Yeah. Mine? Yeah. I, I, mine would have to be higher. Pitch, You'd have to right? do like a shriek, like a what? Like a witchy kind of thing. <laughs> That's like very witchy poo. 
That's all I can do. Oh, I just right. have like the like dumb assistance evil laugh. Like, <laughs> you sound like um like the scarecrow. <laughs> no, like the cowardly lion. Or cowardly lion, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds too joyful. You're supposed to be evil. Okay. I I. Uh... <laughs> Terrible. Wow. All right. Terrible. Got it all out of our systems. Best comedian, not best laugher. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Well, none of us are getting uh, evil voiceover work anytime it. soon. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I'll have Yestable passes for you before we get out of here at 6. Uh, for your Indians early game tonight against the Astros, that's a 6-10 first pitch. Uh, so we'll come back. I'll have those passes for you to see. Yes, and Todd Rundgren and the ELP Legacy, if you want to check them out uh, at Nautica this summer. 35192 if you want to get a text. The Alan Cox Show on 100.7 WMMS. An iHeartRadio station.